Ron, we're back. Tom, we're back. Jerry. Oh my gosh, look who's here. Leslie. The nightmare's over, Jerry. We're going back to work. You're not gonna need this anymore. We back? We're back. All right. Well, guys, we're back. Season 2, episode 1, but technically episode 13 of The Free State of Mind. It's December 22nd, opening day in the NBA. Uh, I, I couldn't finish watching the Nets-Warriors game. I mean, I still have it on right now, but no audio. They're up 91 against Golden State right now. The Nets are, you know, sort of what we thought they would be so far. And three quarters of play. Uh, and the Warriors without Draymond Green. And obviously without Klay Thompson are what we thought they would be. A team with just Steph Curry. And Kelly Obrey Jr., a new addition. Uh, James Wiseman. More on him later. But you're down 32 now. And you just sent KD to the line. I'm not liking outlooks. Um, welcome back, guys. I, I don't know... If, if you could tell by the by the beat, but we're back. I didn't forget about you. Well, you didn't think I forgot about you, did you? It's just I like to talk basketball. When there's no basketball, it's just trans transactions and trades and all types of noise. Uh not gonna lie. I did try to record a draft night episode, and maybe one day I'll load it up, but it was a drunken nonsense, nonsensical mess. Uh, we're not recording where we used to, so from here on out, things will probably sound different, and not for the better, but it's the best I can do right now, I'm sorry, uh, there's another episode I recorded, I can't remember what that was about, I think it was just a bunch of rumor mill nonsense, I tried to give it a go, and like I said earlier, it's not really something I want to do. If there's no basketball upcoming, what what's the point of me talking? Things change all the time. But basketball is here. So, so am I. And hopefully you guys are here sitting down enjoying the smoothness of my voice and the bullshit that I'm about to talk. So let's get to it. I guess we should start off with, you know, the biggest moves that happened in offseason. We'll just, you know, mark those down and get them out of the way. Uh... Biggest offseason moves, Giannis resigns. I believe that was last week. Uh, what do you get? Two hundred twenty-eight million, five years. Oh boy, I remember when players again like one twenty. What was the KG contract that he got? Whatever that was, it was ridiculous. And and now we we look at this. You know, you don't have the seven-year deals anymore because it was hell. You get the five-year deals, and you know. Yeah, I think I believe he has an option, a player option for the last year, but still 228 million. Good guy. We're not even talking about the signing bonus, I believe. Kudos to him. How how do I feel about it? No. No. I'm not gonna be negative this year. It's like no. I hate it. I I hate it and I love it, I guess. I love it for small franchises. You know, 
I'm a Timberwolves fan. That's definitely a small market team. Uh, Hawks are mid-tier, I guess. Even though Atlanta's a pretty big deal, but they're not a big basketball town. Uh, Philly's a big basketball town. We'll always be a football town, but hey, we still rep our Sixers. Um, but yeah, small market teams keeping, you know, generational talent. I'm all for that. But as far as for Giannis, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of this. Um, I don't see things going well in Milwaukee. Correct me if that sounds crazy, but I don't think Milwaukee can be an NBA championship caliber team. Uh, they haven't proven that they can be in quite some time. They have proved to be the 2000, late 2000 Cavaliers in the playoffs as of late. And by that meaning, yeah, you have probably the best player in the league. You know, two MVPs says so. Um, but you're just not a threat to win a title. Right now, they're not even a threat to go to the finals. And as much as we've tried to make them that over the past two years, they just haven't. They haven't been that. Uh, losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, losing before the Eastern Conference Finals. Why Why should I take you guys seriously if you can't even get to the dance? How you How, how you going to hate out when you outside the club? Why, why, why am I nervous about you? You know, they tried to make a move for uh, Brogdanovich. And that didn't work. Because the basketball guys hate Milwaukee. Well, they can't really hate him that much. They gave him Giannis. Uh, but, yeah. That move didn't work. You traded Eric Bledsoe, which, thank God, there's no reason to have Giannis Antetokounmpo and Eric Bledsoe on the same team. Especially the same starting five. It just doesn't make sense. This is a NBA where the, the league has changed so much that... You can only have really one guy in your starting lineup who won't shoot 37% from three. You can only have one guy who does it, and it's usually your center. And all season, I'm going to be advocating for Giannis to just be the center. Yeah, okay, you like Brooke Lopez. Fine. They're like, we'll put more shooting around Giannis. Okay, does it have to be at the five spot? No, I, I think you can obviously get guards who can shoot and put them in the rotation and let Giannis just continue what he's doing just at the five. It doesn't hurt anybody. I feel the same way about Ben Simmons, but more on that later. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really like that move. I don't think that they can put the necessary players around him, but they do have a chance now. The hard work is done. You know, you got a generational talent and you got him to resign in his prime. This could work out very well. I don't think it will because I just don't trust them to put the talent around him. They haven't done it. You got Chris Middleton there, who, if the East wasn't as weak as it is, he wouldn't have been an all-star in the West. That's just how it went. It just wouldn't have went down that way. He would not have been an all-star in the West. And if there was more talent in the East, uh, he wouldn't He wouldn't have been all-star. What if Giannis got hurt and Middleton had to carry the team? I don't think he would have. So I don't see him as a, you know, a sidekick. I see him as a third guy. That might be rude, but fuck it. It's my show. Um, 
what what's the next move that and I, I want to leave Giannis alone uh biggest trade that happened arguably the biggest trade we'll talk about the second one after this one but uh Chris Paul to the Suns I think that's gonna prove very fruitful he proved what he was worth in OKC um getting those young bucks to the to the playoffs and you know making a little noise I think he's gonna do wonders with the young guys on the Suns I think it's great that you know uh they finally have a budding superstar out there. No, no disrespect to DeAndre Ayton, but I just don't. I think he's a third, third will. Yeah, that's fair. I think most people would agree with that. Chris Paul out there, you know, leading the offense, scoring load isn't fully on him, which is great. Um, I, I really think it's going to work out in Phoenix. Don't have Kelly Obrey Jr. anymore. Like I said earlier, he's now on the Warriors, who are down 29. Um, <laughs> I think that's a move that proves way more fruitful than this other one. Uh, and, that, and that other trade is Russell Westbrook to the Wizards. And, you know, John Wall gets moved in that. Fine. Okay. Um... I don't really have much to say about John Walters. I, I think he's going to be a lot better than people think he's going to be. I It's been two years since he's played, I believe, or roughly two years. I think he's going to be fine. There's a lot of problems in Houston, and those won't be his fault. But as far as Russell Westbrook on the Wizards, I think that's a perfect fit. Putting him with Bradley Bill, one of the premier scorers in the league, you got some young talent out there. You got Tim Bryant. You got uh, Danny Avdia. You've got you got Roy Hachimura. You have young guys there that need mentoring. And I didn't think that Bradley Bill would be that. I don't know if I've ever gone on the record to say this, but I really do think that Russell Westbrook will be a great coach in the NBA. I think he'll be a better coach than he was a player. And He's an MVP, a guy who's averaged triple-double three times. Um, that's saying a lot. I think he'll be a championship-caliber coach. That's the only way he could be better than he was as a player. Um, so, yeah, I think that works out great. But I still like the Chris Paul situation more. I believe that'll lead to, you know, playoff wins. I don't see that for the Wizards. Maybe a first-round exit. Maybe tough it out in the second round, but ultimately get eliminated. I don't see them as a Eastern Conference title team. So, yeah. Um, wow, it's just the start of the fourth quarter in this Brooklyn uh, Warriors game. And Nets have 99. Jesus Christ. Um, next move I want to talk about that affects me personally uh doc rivers to the sixers hey i wasn't a big fan of it in fact when i recorded a rumor mill thing a uh, rumor mill episode that i'll probably never put out oh goodness yeah that's terrible um <laughs> i just had to i i had to hear marv albert we're going to talk about him in a minute too um when i listened to all the, you know, names that were getting thrown around to be the coach of the Sixers. You know, I didn't swing for the fences like the Sixers did. And maybe I'm a chump because of that. I wanted to just play it safe. 
I didn't want to take Doc Rivers because I saw what just happened to the Clippers, how they had a complete meltdown. And it's like, you know, Doc, you're supposed to be a guy who's great with chemistry and all that. These guys didn't seem like they were playing together. But you have some head, you had some head cases in uh, in L.A. You had Montreal Harrell, who I think Patrick Beverly was a bad influence on him. I don't think Montreal Harrell's really that much of a head case. But with Pat Bev, he did some questionable things that pissed off Damian Lillard and uh, D'Lo ultimately ultimately got him back online uh that's what happens when you blow a 3-1 lead against the nuggets paul george never really knows what's going on with him i feel like he's just one of the more insecure guys in the league he really listens to what the media and you know just normal people on social media have to say and if he's listening to this podcast which he probably never will um brad you're you're a you're a third will as well. You're like the best third will ever. You're not a budding star. Prove me wrong this season. Prove me wrong. Um, I really didn't want Doc Rivers here after everything that went down. But I do think this will prove to be the smartest move. There's a lot of things you can get into and be like, oh, maybe he'll get the most out of Tobias Harris. Yeah, let's hope. Last time Tobias Harris looked, you know, good at all was when he was playing under Doc Rivers. Uh, and going by the preseason, we're probably not going to see that again. But who knows? Preseason doesn't really matter. I still watch it because I just love basketball. Um, Doc Rivers did a lot of things out in L.A., when Donald Sterling, uh, when that whole mess happened and there was no leadership, it was really Doc Rivers who stepped up for everybody, as far as front of the house, players, obviously, and, you know, media. He was the guy that people came to, and he just he just drove the ship. He, he put everything on cruise controls, like, guys, I got this. If you need anything, I'm the guy. And he really shouldered the load there. And he obviously doesn't have to do that much here. Because hopefully our owner doesn't trip up like Donald Sterling. Who doesn't like Magic Johnson? Um, <laughs> I think he is a, a leader of men. He's a point guard in the NBA. He's championship coach. You heard what I just said about what he did in L.A. He's obviously a leader of men. And his team was missing that. Brett Brown was not a leader of men at all. And to have that in a head coaching spot means a lot. Now, the next thing also has to do with the Sixers. Uh, call me biased, but it's Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey moving um, to be the GM of the Sixers is a huge deal. He's probably maybe the second front, uh, front office guy, second best front office guy next to Masai Ujiri, only because Masai has to... He has the ring. He has the hardware. Uh, Maury jumping ship, as a lot of people want to or already have in Houston, was a huge deal. Him coming to the Sixers. Wow. Uh, we traded. Well, didn't trade, but we got rid of some glaring incompetent pieces and Brett Brown and Elton Brand and replaced them with Doc Rivers and Daryl Maury. Huge upside there. 
There's a lot that could go right here, and I don't think much that could really go wrong. After getting swept in the playoffs, the only way it gets worse than that is not making the playoffs at all. So it would be a better uh, season for the Sixers. Who knows what Daryl Morey's going to do? We're going to talk about what people think he is going to do a little bit later in this episode. I really hope he doesn't do it, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I want to talk about the rookies. I want to talk about all the new stuff. Obviously, we've done, you know, re-signs. We've done trades. We've done... Uh, we've done enough this uh, this episode. Oh, I got to edit that out. That, that is so bad. Take two, I guess. Um, I want to move on to the rookies, though. We talked about re-signs, we talked about trades, we talked about, you know, front office, the biggest front office move, the biggest head coaching move. Let's talk about the biggest influx of talent to the league, the NBA draft. James Wiseman should have went number one. That's just how I feel. You know, Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man, whatever, whatever you want to call him, the guy who should have been a football player, wants to be a football player. He went number one to my Minnesota Timberwolves and... You know, outside of him having a nice defensive stint on Luka Doncic in the preseason, hasn't really impressed too much. You know, he has some threes, too. Cool. I just don't think he has the motor to be the best guy in his draft. And it really comes from him making comments saying, you know, he'd rather be a he'd rather be in the NFL. And I'm like, cool. Get the fuck off my team. But Timberwolves took him anyway. Uh, Wiseman goes second to the Warriors. I think he was definitely the best player in this. You know, we didn't have a lot of footage of him because of his weird uh, collegiate career. But still, I think he has all the tools to be a number one option on the team. Uh, he has the potential. Let me put it that way. Let me rephrase it. He has the potential to be the number one option on the team. Now, will it be on the Warriors? Probably not. Could he have been on the Timberwolves? Probably not. Could he have been there on the Hornets? Yes. But that occupation is now being given to LaMelo Ball, who I will probably call Lonzo many times on here. It's too many of them. Uh, but LaMelo was a guy I also thought that was better than Anthony Edwards. I, I thought even... You know, Halliburton was a better player than Edwards. I I just, I don't really know what the Timberwolves are, were trying to do on draft night. Apparently, they were trying to move the pick. But this was a very weak draft as far as, you know, talent goes. But to be fair to these kids, this was a really weird year. A lot of these guys haven't played, you know, organized basketball in a minute. There was no tournament. There's nothing. So I can't really blame the scouts. And I and I definitely don't blame the players. As far as known talent, this was a weak draft. But in my opinion, I think there's a lot of guys who shine brighter than we thought they would. I think there's a lot of role players in this. I think this is going to prove to be a better draft than most people thought. Uh, you have your draft classes where you're like, oh, you have your Wiggins and Jabari Parker and, you know, 
Joel Embiid's in that draft. And then it turns out not to be a good draft class. I'm not saying that Anthony Edwards is Anthony Bennett. But I just don't think he was a number one. I could talk about draft picks all day, but that really seems like rumor mill type of talk. So let's move on. But before we do that, actually, in defense of Anthony Bennett, (laughs) this has been on my mind for a minute. Anthony Bennett was a bust. He was. I can't take that away from him. He earned that title. But hear me out on this. I think he was ahead of his time. 6'7", 6'8"-ish, you know, small forward at that time. Uh, I think he easily could have been a, a, a four in today's NBA. And maybe even log some minutes at center. Remember, he had a big body. He could stretch the floor. His handle wasn't crazy, but it was enough that it would give other, you know, more traditional centers a problem. I think he easily could have been one of those, you know, three, four, five guys where they could play any of those positions given the matchup uh, or the situation. And I, I don't want to I don't want to go on about it for a long time because I know I'm just going to seem crazy, but I really hold that close to my heart that this guy would have been something if he was drafted. He's drafted 2013. If he was drafted three years later, three years later, and he played very well in the uh, the G League last year. He played very well, and there was talk about him maybe getting a chance on another team, but. You know, COVID happened, and honestly, I think that might be it for him. Because now it's seven years later. You're, what is he, 26? Going on 27? It's just, it's looking like it's a closed door. But it's a shame how it happened. He shouldn't have went number one. I really think that did him in. He was drafted the wrong year, too soon. Um... Ah, man, it's such a messy, messy career. I hope he saved whatever money he got because he got paid more than anybody in that draft class for that contract. So I really hope he saved and invested it well. And he's got G League money, too. So, yeah, who knows? Anyway, moving on. I'm sorry that you guys had to hear that. But just think about it, how I I just put it out there. Uh, Let's just get to the elephant in the room. James Harden once out of Houston. Um, a lot of people went out of Houston. Uh, Tucker once out. And I think that's fair. Because he just really wants to get paid for everything they put him through. And that's fair. You had this man 6'5", 6'6", playing center. Why would you do that to him? It sort of worked, though. But... Anyway, he's looking for a payday. He deserves it. He's probably not going to get a crazy one, but a lot of people are getting crazy re-signs, and this probably added fuel to his fire. Uh, But James Harden wants out. He was being as disruptive as possible this whole offseason. Well, not the whole offseason, but most of it as of late. He trained in Atlanta 
in Las Vegas, which I don't know if you know, but the clubs are very popping. Uh, well, everybody else on the Rockets shows up to camp and getting ready for the season. He's at the club. I believe he's with Playboy Cardi. I don't know. He was he was with some rapper. And he's enjoying that rapper's birthday at the club, just drinking to their accomplishments. All while everybody else is reported to, you know, the team's facilities. Not a good look. Not a good look. And as of today, we had a report that he threw a basketball at one of the rookies, which I think that's probably blown out of proportion. It's it's not that serious. It's probably some hazing or whatever. But if I was him, I would think, you know, should I really even participate in any hazing if I'm the elephant in the room? Which, speaking of elephant in the room, he looked very out of shape in the preseason. He looked disinterested. Fumbling some turnovers where he just was not paying attention. And then, you know interviews he's very dismissive he's doing everything he can to be traded out of houston and this is a player's league so yeah that'll probably happen but i just want him to know something you're hurting your stock so much by this because if i can put these points that i'm about to put if i can put them together i believe gms have already thought this Here's my problem with James Harden. These are the points I have against him. You built that team. Let's be for real. They trade, get you over there after, you know, OKC makes a terrible mistake and doesn't bring doesn't bring you back. They keep it Ibaka. They don't know that, you know, athletic freak centers are going to be coming out of the woodwork. Uh, so you end up being a tandem with Jeremy Lin. Tandem doesn't really work. They bring in Dwight Howard. You're a star now. Dwight Howard didn't work out in L.A. He's now a Houston Rocket. He doesn't want to run pick and rolls. Things don't really work out the way they, that they should. Damian Lillard hits a crazy shot on you guys to send you guys packing. One of my favorite shots of all time. And yeah, the whole Dwight Howard thing doesn't work out. Okay, so he's gone. We're going to figure out what to get you, okay? Because we're doing this for you. You said you don't want a big man like that? Cool. We'll get you a guard to take some of the duty away from you. Actually, no. Back up. Let's rewind. We need somebody to coach you. Somebody who's going to evolve your game. So what do we do? We could, we could just let you, you know, spend the rest of your career being misled, just playing ball your type of way, or we could get you a style that works very well. So we bring in Mike D'Antoni for you. He says half the defense, which you don't play. So this is definitely sounding good for you. You can't half nothing. Um, half the defense, double the offense. You're all offense. You are now becoming the best ISO player of all time. In my opinion, 
you are now the best ISO player of all time, hands down. Not becoming, you are. Nobody will surpass you probably in my, I wanna say in the next eight years. Uh, you're, you're now an all time great, but you need help. We bring in Chris Paul. You don't work with Chris Paul. Uh, you, he, Chris Paul gets injured. You're going against the Warriors. You got a chance to win it, but you don't. You choke like you do many times in the playoffs. But you're an MVP. How could this be? Nobody knows what to make of it. Chris Paul tries to tell you what it is, and you butt heads with him. Openly being a hothead against him on the bench. Chris Paul can't believe it because usually everybody gets in line when he says something. Because you know what? He's usually right. Very cerebral player. In fact, he's going to show you how good he is once we get rid of him for your friend, the guy that you told us that you wanted, Russell Westbrook. Costs us a lot more money, but eh, fuck it. You're James Harden. So we do the deal. I love it when a team does the deal. We do the deal. We get you Westbrook. We go complete micro ball. Fuck small ball. D'Antoni invented small ball. He's going to invent micro ball. And we do that. Nobody's over the size of 6'7", 6'8", I believe. We make Tucker play center for you. We're doing, This is all for you, Damien. I mean, James Harden. This is all for you. Doesn't quite work out. But you know who it worked out for? Chris Paul takes a bunch of young bucks, gets them all in line, tells them this is how it's going to be, this, this, that, and the third, let's figure it out. And they figure it out, and they go to the playoffs, and they lose against you. But they really gave you a fight there. I guess you think you won that. If I was you, I'd be sitting there like, wow, this guy really was that good. Ah, luckily our players are vets. We should win this. And you do. Now Russell Westbrook wants out. Daryl Morey jumps ship and you want out. You want to leave? And this is your mess? We did this all for you. You know how many star players would love to have a proactive front office like Houston? They're just like, you need talent. Let's go get it by any means. They get you a generational center on the decline, but not quite yet. That doesn't work. Get you a generational coach. It's love at first sight. Get you to point God. You don't like him. You're sacrilegious. We trade him, bring in your super friend, Mr. Triple Double, the Brody himself, Russell Westbrook, and it still doesn't work. And who are you blaming? I guess he hasn't technically blamed anyone, but it's your fault. You didn't show up in these playoff games. And I just think he lacks accountability. And that can't mean you're a first option. I don't think a guy like that is a leader. He hasn't 
proven that he's a leader at all. He's proven he's the best ISO scorer to ever play the game. But a leader, he's shown no qualities of a leader. How can you be my first option if you're going to cost me 40 mil, but you don't lead? So I guess I got to say this. James Harden is the second option. I guess he always has been. Load the meme on that. But should my second option really cost me $40 million? Should he have the right to jump ship whenever he wants? Even though he's under contract for three more years. Should he be able to go play with his friends because he's upset with us? I don't know. I just don't think that James Harden is representing the NBA elite like he should. Or maybe this is just what they've become. I don't know. But I'm disappointed. But on to less depressing news. The Christmas day schedule has obviously been out uh guys this is one of my favorite times of the year i feel like i say that like every other episode on here i'm like oh this is one of my favorite times of the year i just love basketball um but christmas day basketball means a lot to me because you know some games are just background noise while you're opening presents or you're catching up with family or whatever uh but then you just had those classics that you're just like yo me and my dad Gonna sip some beer. We're gonna watch this. It's gonna be great. And I look forward to it every year. Uh, let's just go through the matchups. I feel like it's a so so year. But uh, first, we have Pelicans versus Heat. See, here is why I say it's a so so. A so so year for the Christmas Day games. Um, stop forcing Zion on us. I don't like it. Stop. Just let him become a star. Don't force it. We know it's going to happen, so just let it happen. You put him on the cover of 2K. I buy the NBA League Pass. He's the front man there. And now he's the first game on Christmas Day, which isn't the primetime game, but still. Relax. But Pelicans versus Heat is a great matchup, mainly because I get to see the Miami Heat. Big fan of them. I'm not gonna say they're one of my one of my teams, but I really did enjoy their playoff run, especially Jimmy Butler. Ba- uh, Jimmy Butler vaulting himself into the number one spot and becoming my favorite player in the NBA. I will be getting that jersey probably with the stimulus because there's nothing I really want. Uh, this is going to be fantastic just to watch them on Christmas Day. I hope I get to dr- get drunk and yell, Jimmy, as I spill eggnog everywhere. It's going to be fantastic, and I'm going to be drunk off my ass enjoying every second of this. Hopefully, I get to see some dunks from Zion, too. Some threes from J.J. Reddick. Big fan of him. Big ups to his podcast. I love listening to segments of it, and every now and then a full episode. Um... Excited to see Tyler Harrow. I know all the teenagers are going to love that. It's going to be a great game, and hopefully I can watch it in VR with my dad. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to that one. I'm going to go with the Heat winning that. No, I think they are going to miss DeMar Carroll, but Avery Bradley is a nice pickup. I, 
I really think that this is a team that can, you know, repeat a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. And hey, they're on that uh, Harden watch as well. Um, next game we have Warriors Bucks. Warriors proved today that you know they're not a they're not a prime time team. Uh, Draymond, I don't know if he's going to be playing on Christmas Day, but he didn't play today, well, tonight. Uh, Giannis, new contract with Milwaukee, and he's probably just going to dominate the Warriors. Not really much to see. Not a lot to see there. Um, Nets versus Celtics, I think that's going to be a good one. Don't let their preseason matchup fool you. I think this will be maybe, maybe an overtime game. But I, I really think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I would not be very surprised or shocked if I was wrong because Kevin Durant looks like the best player to Terrace Achilles of all time. It is that good? Well, whatever. It's what he is so far. One one game in. Uh, I really like. I I won't say I like the Celtics. I'm a Sixers fan. Seeing them get beat by the Heat felt really good. Uh, but they swept this last year. I got to respect them. That's a talented team. Jason Tatum improved in every category last season. Uh, Marcus Smart is still there. Didn't get traded. Hopefully doesn't. I like players like him. And if I was putting a team together, he would definitely be my sixth man. Um, Jalen Brown is a lot better than I ever thought he would be. I thought he would just be an athletic guy. But no, he he's, he's the real deal. He is like the prototype third or second option guy you know as far as you don't have like a superstar being your second your second option if you just have an all-star i think he's a great all-star to have by your star uh and jason tatum is definitely that superstar don't get it twisted um mavericks versus lakers this is the matchup that i want to say is the best one but there's a very exciting one at the end of the day. Uh, at 8 o'clock, we have Mavericks versus Lakers. LeBron, who has been the face of the league, in my opinion, since 2007, uh, going up against the future of the league, who I think is Luka Doncic. I believe this is the start of his MVP campaign. I'm definitely not alone in that. It's not even it's not even sexy to say that he's gonna be the MVP. A lot of people are picking him. Um, I don't know if they can win this game. They have added a lot of defense. I just think defense is something. Team defense is something that you obviously need a lot of synergy for, and I feel like that builds slowly during time. As far you know, whereas the Lakers. Championship pedigree. Yes, they have new parts in Montreal Harrell, who, you know, moved down to the other locker room in Staples. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, who was also a six-man of the year candidate. He is now wearing purple and gold. I, I really think this team has a lot of parts that make them a lot deeper. And I'm not going to delve deep into it because we're not going over every team right now. But, yeah, I... I really like this Laker team. Not personally, but like the talent that they have. Yeah, it seems like a championship team. Maybe because it already was. And then it just got better.
I'm going to go with the Lakers winning this one, but I think it's going to be a nice show. I really want Luka Doncic to show some of that Luka magic on Christmas Day. Sounds special to me. Um, and then the last matchup, my favorite one of the night, 1030. My dad will be asleep probably, but I'm going to enjoy it. Nuggets versus the Clippers. This rematch that had to happen. Montreal Harrow isn't there. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, I still want to see this. This, I, I don't know how the Clippers could feel good about the rest of their season if they lose this game. You have to start out well because there's so many question marks for this team. You have a new coach after, you know, blowing a 3-1 lead to the team that you're playing. You have to start this season out with a knockout blow to them. It can't even be a close game. You have to put your foot on their throats. But I'm going to go with the Nuggets here. I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, Kawhi Leonard's game. And I've said enough about Paul George in the past. But, man, the Nuggets really just don't have an ounce of quit in them. And I hope they didn't lose it. I hope that's still there. There's too many returning parts. Obviously, the same coach. I feel like they should still be successful. And I'm, I, I, I really think uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, is the best center in basketball. People will disagree with me and say Joel Embiid. And I'll just put one scenario out there for you. Let's say, and you already know where this is going once I start it. Let's say one of those two centers, either of those centers are getting double teamed. <laughs> what does that center do afterwards? Now, I'll tell you what Joel Embiid does. He turns that ball over or he tries to get a foul. Or he'll turn the ball over trying to get that foul. Jokic is just going to hit the open man. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jokic. Um, and I'm going to go with the Nuggets to win this game. Clippers really got to win it. I'm going to go Nuggets. Uh, it really all comes down to if Jamal Murray can catch fire. If he catches fire, I don't think there's a way to extinguish him. I feel like he just stays hot and that team is going to win. Everybody plays better once he's ignited. Uh, and that's Christmas Day. It's not going to be the best, but I think it's going to be fun. And moving on to teams that I'm very much excited to watch on NBA League Pass. And obviously, I'm going to watch my Sixers. They're not on League Pass. Uh, we get all our games here in Philly. I'm going to watch the Hawks. I really am excited to see they've added an influx of veteran talent. They got Bogdanovich, uh, Gallinari. Uh, we're finally going to see Clint Capella play over there. Uh, Rondo is not a backup guard. I There's a lot of veteran talent there and a lot of young talent. I want to see those you know, two parties coexist and each play off of each other. And especially the young guys learn a lot there. Should be fun to watch them in League Pass. And who doesn't want to watch Ice Trey? Get 30 and 10. That'd be cool. That's good. That's good watching every night. Just don't watch when he plays uh, defense. Uh, John Collins, 20 and 10, man. This is contract gear. Make that money, my guy. Um, 
Why? Well, I, I, I think you all should watch that. Go watch the Hawks. What do you have to lose? It's League Pass. You can switch. It's a whole bunch of games. Uh, another team that I'm very excited to watch. I want to watch the Nuggets. I just talked about them. I know. But, oh man, the Nuggets and the Heat really got me hype over the playoffs. And I hope it just, I, I really hope it just wasn't uh, lightning in a bottle. But if they can capture it again, that'd be cool. But if it's a consistent thing, that's amazing. Because I'm going to want to watch that every night. If it's not, then, hey, man, we'll always have those memories. But the Nuggets have just been so good at drafting that they've had to let some players go. And they still have a deep team. And Paul Millsap, for some reason. Um, it's, I don't see why you wouldn't want to watch those guys. Like I said earlier, Murray gets hot. That's much CTV, must see TV. Jokic give you a triple double. I enjoy seeing triple doubles. I don't know. It just feels good to see basketball played correctly, um, especially in almost every facet. That's a team that I want to watch. And Will Barton, he gets hype, and he, he, you know, he's a microwave scorer. He gets going. It's really damn good to watch. I think that's a team you guys should give a chance. I'm not going to mention the Timberwolves. I don't really want to watch them. I will. It's my team. I'm just not liking how things are shaping up. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a shit show. It's just, I didn't like the draft pick. That's, I guess that's what it boils down to. I just didn't like the draft pick. Therefore, I'm not going to be very gun ho about the future. Not something I care too much about. No, care too much to think about because it's never really good for us. <laughs> the future really is never that good. Uh, another team I think you guys should, you know, give a quick view to. I like De'Aaron Fox. And I think he has a chip on his shoulder now because of, I can't remember his name, but one of the ESPN analysts. Um, running his mouth, comparing De'Aaron Fox to Ja Morant, which more on him in like 10 seconds, uh, De'Aaron Fox is who he's going to be. He's like nobody else. Maybe Colin Sexton wants to be like him. I, I can never tell, but De'Aaron Fox is himself. He's must see TV. I don't think the Kings are as bad as people think they are. And I think you guys are really going to like Halliburton. I mentioned him earlier. I wanted him to be an Atlanta Hawk. We didn't take him. Okay, whatever. Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox mixing a little Buddy Hill when he's not being a little bitch. Very fantastic to see. Um, hey, you got the you got the Marvin Bagley pick wrong and you didn't take Luka. That's why I was going to have Vladi Diva be a GM. But he's not anymore. So... Things are going to move up from here. Hopefully, they're involved in some trades. I think that's a team you should at least click to real quick and watch Darren Fox. It's more so him than anything else. Enjoy some Halliburton, too. Which sounds like, isn't that a fish? That sounds like a good fish. Halliburton? Anyway, uh, 
I said 10 seconds, but it's been more than that. Memphis Grizzlies. I think those are some dogs, man. I think they play for each other. John Morant, he was my pick to be rookie of the year last year before a game was even played, and he ended up winning the accolade. He is probably the most exciting young guy right now. And Zion can easily overtake him. More on him in like 15 seconds. Um, John Morant is obviously the catalyst for that team. But they have a bunch of young talent that I think don't need a lot of veteran help right now. Right now. Later, yeah. The winning's not going to happen right now. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they get close again. They knock on the door, but I don't think they're getting in. Very good team. I think it would serve them best to take some whippings and stick together as a team under those beatings and learn what it's like to play for one another, which does not seem like it'd be difficult for this group at all. So, yeah. I need that to happen. Um, And obviously, as much as I hate to say it, but, you know, he's on the front page of the website for a reason. You want to watch Zion. You do. You do. I shouldn't have to convince you. I won't try to convince you. I'll try to convince myself. Zion William. Zion Williamson is definitely going to be a star in this league. I just really wish he was an Atlanta Hawk. Uh, what what more do I have to sell you on? We watch bas- We watch NBA basketball because of the dunks. It's the reason we don't watch the WNBA. Rim grazer dunk packages are not cool. Everything Zion does when he attacks the rim and makes... 30-year-old or 28-year-old grown men look like they're rookies. That's why we watch the NBA. That's why we get hype over prospects like him. And that's why we go crazy once prospects like him are in the league. Watch him on League Pass. Those are my teams. I hope you notice that they're a bunch of young guys. They don't usually put the young guys on TV that much. You see the more established veterans, the all-star guys. You see them. Watch the young guys. That's going to be important. This is coming from a guy who watches G League and preseason basketball. I also watched a little uh, WNBA Finals, only because I had money on it. But still, I enjoyed what I saw. Wish there were more dunks. But, guys, watch the young talent in the NBA. I think this was a really good draft. You know, we don't have a lot of established talent. I won't go through that bit again, but please, Spend $60, watch this season, get lead pass, watch this season, watch the young town in the NBA. Moving on, what do we have next? We have the NBA award predictions. Hey, look, I'm doing these predictions as I begrudgingly watch the Lakers get their NBA rings. Um, okay. I'll just, I'll just keep it real. I think this is going to end with the Lakers winning a title again. This is going to be back-to-back rings for LeBron. The first time he's done it since his Miami days. Um, I'm still a huge LeBron fan. I always will be. He's my Michael Jordan, and I will go to war defending him, which I shouldn't have to because it's LeBron fucking James. 
Um, he's going to win his fifth ring. And I think he's going to do it against Brooklyn. Or the Heat. That's if they get James Harden, which I think would be a good fit. Um, this team got a lot better. I I don't think a lot of teams got much better. I think some teams say stayed the same or they regressed. Or in the case of the Brooklyn Nets, they got healthy. And I like what the Brooklyn Nets have. I think they can maybe even beat the Lakers if they stay healthy. They can maybe even beat the Lakers in the finals, which would do so much for Kevin Durant's, you know, just Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was a full Hall of Fame career. Yeah. I, I want to slight those uh couple years, those two rings, you know, from the Warriors, but I I'd just be an asshole to do that. So Keeping up with the theme, I am going to be an asshole. It would be very nice for Kevin Durant to finally win a championship that I that people can be proud of, that he could be proud of, which for some reason he's proud of those Warriors rings. Okay, so is the water boy, I guess. Um, if he could beat LeBron in the finals, that would do so much for his Hall of Fame campaign and would really slight the fuck out of LeBron and old Michael Jordan fans would unplug their respirators and breathe easily just to say, I told you so. Um, I don't see that happening. I can sort of see it. I don't believe it. LeBron and company will win another title. The team I don't want to go through who they added. You heard it. The team is much better. Um, and any pieces that were already there, good. I don't want to talk about that young boy they got. He has to prove it to me in real games. Preseason means nothing. Uh, he was great in D-League, though. Uh, G-League. So, okay, maybe, maybe he is the real deal. But we'll see. Um, here's the thing. Who could beat them? Who could beat the Lakers at all? Be be for real with yourself. Be for real. Who could beat them? You don't have an answer because I can't think of one right now. Something has to happen during the season for them to do it. And I shouldn't, I, you know, I, I introduced this part as a playoffs prediction. I'm not going to go deep into it. I just want to, you know, cut to the chase. The Lakers are going to win this title, and it really sucks. I hate knowing who's going to win before it even happens. But we knew last year. We knew last year. We knew that whoever was going to win that Western Con Conference matchup that we thought was going to happen, Lakers versus Clippers, that that team would win the title. And that's exactly what happened. Only thing is... We didn't have that Western Conference Finals matchup. We got Lakers-Nuggets, and the Lakers easily won that. And they beat the Heat. You know, injuries happen, and I was rooting against the Lakers. Very hard to root against LeBron. I now know how a lot of other fans feel. I was like, damn, he's just doing the right things every time. Um, Yeah, let's just not lie to ourselves. It's going to be the Lakers to win this title, and... 
I think we all need to just deal with that fact. But maybe the Sixers could do a trade and get James Harden, not give up any of their superstars, and maybe win a title. No, it's not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> NBA award predictions. That's a lot more fun. Okay. MVP of the league. I already said. I thought. I thought, think, and believe that this will happen. Uh, Luka Doncic will be MVP, and it will be the first time he wins it. Uh, probably out of three times. Two times for sure. Three times if he's really the generational talent that I believe he is. And as a Hawks fan, I'm still not hurt by it. I like Trey Young. I've accepted that we didn't win that trade. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, Luka Magic, I don't see how he can't be MVP. Just makes a lot of sense. Defensive player of the year. I haven't put... A whole lot of research into this. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to be Giannis. They're not going to give it to him again. I think we'll get lazy with it and Rudy Gobert again, who just got re-signed. And I think that those awards are going to be the best thing never happened to him. But my pick would be Ben Simmons. Only because I believe, and I'm not going to dwell on this very long, I believe that James Harden will be traded to the Sixers. But in my world, we trade Joel Embiid. And that would leave Ben Simmons at the five, which I think he belongs at. Watching Bam out of bio in the playoffs and the times that Anthony Davis played the five for the Lakers. And you just have a lot of these guys who are about 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", who are playing center. And it proves you don't need the seven foot one guy anymore. If you have somebody who can guard one through five, why should he not play the five? Especially if he can't shoot. Like I said earlier, you can only have one guy who can't shoot in your starting five. That's what the NBA has become. And I think it's better basketball because of that. But we have the luxury of having a guy who can move the ball better than Bam Adebayo who can take the ball up court better than Bam, who can break people down with his dribble. He can't shoot worth a damn, but he doesn't have to if he's the center. If you put him with Joel Embiid like we've done his whole career, now we have two guys who can't really shoot. Yes, Joel Embiid will shoot, but he's not good at it, and he's being forced to shoot more because Ben Simmons just won't. So, if we just get rid of Embiid, embrace the future of the NBA, which is the 6'10 or 6'9 center who can play the 3, 4, and 5 and guard 1 through 5, which if you have a player like that, that's a fucking unicorn. Ah, that, that unicorn is fucking Ben Simmons. Put him at the 5. This does make this does create for a weird tandem two ball-dominant players in Harden and Simmons, but I really do like the idea of Simmons being a five. That's all I'm going to say. I won't talk about the Harden aspects of it, but I do really like the idea of Simmons guarding one through five, proving he can check centers, and then they switch, and he just uh, destroys the switch of every team because he can guard anybody. That would win him defensive player to get, and I think he deserves it. But in all reality, it'll probably be uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, six man of the year. 
I mean, the Lakers have all the six men of the year. This is this is gonna be a Laker year, guys. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. It's just how it's gonna be. Uh, Caruso is my pick for it. I strongly believe that that's gonna be the case. I think he's gonna take a leap forward, and he'll win it by default because Dennis Schroeder is gonna start, Montreal Harrell is gonna start, and those are two of the finalists for Six Man of the Year. And honestly, Caruso should have got some votes last year. So I believe he naturally gets bumped up. And he deserves that. So he'll be sixth man of the year, along with AD being defense play of the year, and along with probably winning another title. This really sucks if you hate the Lakers like I do. Uh, coach of the year. <laughs> uh, shit, give it to Frank Vogel. No. Um... I think it's criminal that Brad Stevens hasn't won it yet, and I got to give it to him. Mike Budenholzer has won it twice now, I believe, or three times, two times. I know two times. And one of those times was with the Hawks, and yeah, I agree with it only because I didn't know what he was yet. Now I know he's a one-trick pony, and I'm not impressed by it at all. That's why I didn't think he should have won it last year. Brad Stevens should win Coach of the Year because he hasn't won it yet. Yeah, that's a shitty reason to win it, but fuck you. He should win it. Uh, Nick Nurse won it. He deserved it. Brad Stevens will probably deserve it at the end of the year. I don't know. I would really be upset if he goes his whole career and he never wins that. It would be complete, utter, uh, utter bullshit. So, yeah, let's... Let's not lie to ourselves. Brad Stevens deserves it. Is there another award? Am I tripping? Six-man defense play of the year, coaching year, did the champion. I believe that's everything. We're not doing the hustle man of the year. We're not doing that. It's stupid. Uh, did they give that to Montreal Harrell? True, he deserved it, but it's a stupid award. Uh, guys, this was great first episode back i hope the audio doesn't sound terrible look i know not a lot of you guys listen i'm probably talking to like 12 people here at the most i'd be great if we eclipse double digits but i just like talking basketball it could be to nobody and i would talk it's in my blood i just love it and uh guys i love y'all so take it easy Go back, listen to some old episodes if you want. Got a nice little uh, Trust the Process documentary. Documenting, you know, I just run through the whole process, pretty much. Process isn't over, but up until this past summer, I got updates for that. We'll probably continue it, you know, a year from now. Hopefully there's a banner to raise, but we'll see. Guys, it's been real. Take it easy out there. Uh, and Merry Christmas. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck. 
Suck it off till I shake and come, nigga. Make sure I keep busting nuts, nigga.